0: Welcome back to another episode of Passing Mood podcast. I'm your host Dominic and of course joined by my co-host Aaron. How you doing bro? Yeah I'm good bro and you? Yeah man good. Of course we're back to talk about more Premier League and Champions League this week. Um, probably only place to start being be in the Liverpool Spurs game over the weekend. Probably the biggest Premier League game um, that that weekend. And before we kind of get into the referee stuff that's probably overshadowed the game. What do you actually make of um, Spurs' performance? Because, of course, there was a lot of discussion ahead of the game about them coming into it because they've been playing well um, and people have really been liking them this season. Um, but they, they kind of only really scraped over the line against a 9 men Liverpool um, due to our own goal in the last minute. So, yeah, what did you make of their performance?
1: Um, it was I don't know. It was an interesting performance. I thought, to be honest, I thought they'd struggle more than they did. Um, I thought Liverpool I don't know Liverpool have a weird thing like they still play like like when they go whenever they get a red card they just play as if like they have like 11 men anyway
0: yeah it's mad I don't know it doesn't affect them yeah, at all
1: yeah it's just like I don't know it's like they get a, not a boost but it's like they just I don't know they just play on basically and I don't know I think Spurs Spurs I expected them to struggle a bit because you know it's Liverpool like Liverpool in big games are a serious team so mm but when it came down to it um you know i think they didn't play as well as they have recently but i do, i do think they had spells where they where they did well for example i think um the sequence for the for the um songo i really like that one actually yeah and um yeah no, in general i i think i think they done well i think they 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 could have struggled more than they did i think like in terms of the scoreline, like Liverpool, aside from the referee stuff and VAR, or whatever, like Liverpool could have could have hurt them more than they did. I think personally, but I think they done well. You know, like for for periods of the game, I didn't realize it wasn't at Anfield. Like it was it was a serious game. Like Liverpool home away is a serious game. I think they done a well like, given the circumstances. And as, as for Liverpool, uh. Tch. I don't know. I think Liverpool will feel hard done by, obviously, because of the VAR thing. Yeah. But I also think when you get to, without getting into referee stuff too much, I think when you even look at the the red cards they were given, like the the second one was just silly. But the first one, I think is harsh. Like, it's really harsh to give. You reckon? And yeah, like, like, I can see it, but it's harsh. Like. All right, l- let's just get into it now then, I
0: guess, because yeah. for me... I don't know, man. I've seen I've seen Casemiro giving a red card for stuff like that last season. So do you know what I mean? I'm happy with the consistency there. Yeah. Did you get? But nah, I I I see where people are coming from. Um, it is it is harsh because like, and especially when you look at like the the freeze frame angle that was shown to the referee, like as he ran up, like when you see when you see it like that, you're like, no, he has to go. But yeah. Like and that kind of doesn't really tell the whole story. But for me, it's still a red um I don't know I just just where where it is on the where it is on the on the leg and stuff and like the the studs and that I don't know for me it's a red and like obviously he gets the, like he touches the ball first but he goes over the ball so do you know what I mean
1: yeah no I hear you I, I, I don't know it's one of them ones where if it wasn't given as a red people would be like how is that not a red yeah like, that's a red card challenge so I understand it I just think it's harsh because I like Sheeran, it? like. it, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I think mean, it's a good. Video, but, but, you know, it, it is a red. Like if it was against my team, I'd be campaigning for. That's game. what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. That was against my United, It's a yeah. red. Yeah, so I understand. But about about any more about further ado, what do you think of the um of the <laughs> the audio they released for that VR? That that is embarrassing, you know, bro. That bro, is Nah, how, how do you com- how do you get that confused? Like that's your that's actually your only job in the game is to focus and like yeah, literally.
0: Yeah,
1: like I seen I seen people obviously like I've
0: seen different takes. Some people have sympathy for the refs and stuff. I'm like, bro, you you're a referee at the highest level. Like this is your job. You're paid to kind of like make sure these football games go smoothly. And it's like this was a clear and obvious, like a significant human error. As I'm pretty that's what the Liverpool um, statement said. Like this kind of thing can't really be it shouldn't really be happening um at the top of the game um and for me i don't know the the audio was weird because it was like um i feel like they uh i don't know they just kind of like obviously you can't go back and stop the game after they've already played but i think you should have. you that's what i mean that's what i'm saying i feel like at that moment you kind of have to break the rules there like you've made a significant error that's going to affect the course of this game and yeah what, what happened the ball gone out for a throw and I think yeah and, like nothing um, happened they, they, the they were waiting state nothing, state. Nothing, nothing had happened you yeah. know and Spurs got the Spurs got the, the announcer in the stadium they can just quickly announce that the Luis Diaz goal that was given offside was, was given incorrectly is, is a goal it stands or whatever so yeah. do you know what I mean he can restart play there but yeah I don't know what, what,
1: what do you think of it? they didn't even have to do all that they can literally just have been like pause and then had the ref like touch his A or whatever and be like, goal given. And they will be like, oh, mm. after, they are like, people be talking about, oh, what's all the delay about? But at yeah. least it will be like the delay. And then they got the correct decision because when people look at the thing at halftime or look at it on the screen, they'll be like, oh, okay, he's onside actually. And it would make sense. Mm. Like you'd be like, okay, yeah. there was a delay, but you got the right decision. Do you know what I mean? like yeah. they could have said they could have said a technical error they could have said the lines weren't working properly in the VAR room mm. they could have said anything and they just said well well the guy who's like in charge of it basically was like oh it's gone now I can't stop it I can't stop it Yeah. But originally I can't I don't know if it was the same guy or someone else but the guy he was like are you sure didn't... about this decision that's he where he kept saying the guy was like yeah that's he was like, yeah, that's onside. I'm happy with the on-field decision because he thought the on-field decision was a goal. Well, yeah, it was a but, goal, yeah. But but how can you not like how are you not focusing to know that it, he said he pointed he blew the whistle and said offside? Like everyone, yeah. knew, like, everyone knew he said offside. Like, how are you not focusing? Like, you honestly, you must have been sleeping. Like, that's crazy how you can just miss that. And then he's like, Oh, yeah, onside goal. And I was like, I was like, wait, see, so did you not just listen to, to anything they said before? Like, I don't know, man. Crazy to me, but yeah, no, after that, I don't know. I feel like with all the stuff they're saying now, like Jurgen Klopp's asking for a replay, so many people are asking man. for a replay. I think it's I think it's just ridiculous because I feel like these things happen, like maybe not as stupid as this, but like there's more, like, there's more like, this is more like just so like, I don't know, I'm not, I don't really sympathise with the guy who made the mistake, but I think this is more of like a, just a human error. Like it's just like, oh, mm. like they made a mistake genuinely. But there's been more decisions where it's just like, this is flat out incorrect. Like, this is just not... Like, that's a penalty. Like, you can see him get fouled and they don't give it. Mm. And teams that finish, like, 15th are in a relegation battle and they drop points. And it can affect the course of their season. And it's like, no one talks about it. No one says they need a replay. I think a few weeks ago, Wolves had a game and they had, like, three crazy decisions uh, a few weeks ago, I'm pretty sure. It was earlier this Mm. season, Wolves we've lost the game.
0: yeah, yeah then, like, no, I think three, I,
1: yeah. three incredible decisions go against them. And it was, like, no one spoke... Like, the, the manager spoke about in the interview after the game, and no one really spoke about it again. He just said, we've been robbed or whatever. And mm-hmm. since then, no one's mentioned it. But now, I feel like it just... Because it's the big club, because it's Liverpool, they feel, like, so entitled that they have to, like, get, get a replay. Like, they have to get, like, justice or whatever. Like, when every other team has had that sort of thing, it's just a part of, like football i guess unless you want to like have uh robots uh who are referees instead and it's like yeah it's completely like strict to the rule like fifa then i guess fares but i don't know i just feel like it's just something you have to live with because if even if they are to replay it when liverpool scored they had a red card anyway and later in the game they got another red card for two Mm. yellow so it's like are they going to restart at 30th minute and be like, yeah, uh, so Curtis Jones can't play, the rest of the eleven can play, and let's play yeah. the final 60 minutes from there. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I feel like they're just doing too much. I feel like every team has these, these decisions go in their favour, and every team has them go against them. And when it's against you, everyone's mad. But it's something you just have to live with, because, I mean, the one, like this is just a few times. Like, there's, it's obviously like the first time there's been a VAR error, but this is just a few times that it happened, compared to the amount of times where VAR actually gets stuff right, like people miss things and then they go check it on VAR and actually you see, okay, that's wrong mm. and then correct it like, I don't know, I feel like it's just, it outweighs it in my opinion, I don't know
0: Yeah, no I, I agree to be honest, I don't think they can do a replay at all, like literally what you're saying, um, every team in the league has things go against them at one stage or another during the season that will affect them and some teams it affects them more than others, like in a in obviously a relegation team or something like that, if that's the difference between them staying up or going down, or if that's the difference between a team making Europa League or Champions League or not making Europe at all. And you like this this it just happens. Like unfortunately as part of the game, like there's mistakes and do you know what I mean people have to deal with it. Like it's gonna happen to every club. Um and you can't just be demanding replays because of, of the situation. Um and you know if, if like even if I don't think they will give Liverpool a replay like, I don't think they will at all. Yeah. But if they do, then what's stopping all the other teams from asking for replays like yeah. after anything that goes wrong with a referee decision or VA or anything that they that they don't agree with or whatever? So yeah, I just I don't know. I don't think I don't think they can give a replay and, and set that set that present at all to be honest. But,
1: yeah. Um, Honestly, if I was like Leeds or something, who got relegated last season <laughs> I I'll going back to every single game and saying, look at all these fouls you didn't give. Mm. Like, we could have like that, and I feel like it's too much to offer replay because I feel like the main reason Liverpool fans ask for a replay is because they played pretty well. Like hmm. I feel like because they played well with like nine men, their thing is kind of like if we had eleven, we would have won, and, a, like, and a one I mean, goal lead if the goal stood or whatever, yeah, then they feel like they yeah, could have held on to the game. That's what I'm saying, and I feel like that that kind of way of viewing things is a bit wrong because like football changes like you could go and replay that game and then Son could just score in like the first five minutes and then you'd be you'd be what you'd be what was it? at that point it was no no so you'd be one no down anyway it's just like I don't yeah. know and and when a team has like a man advantage anyway they're obviously going to be a bit more cautious and and not as like you know like bombs away in terms of their attack like they're going to be a bit more cautious with the way they attack and you could see Spurs were kind of a bit like comfortable until uh, they ended up going to a uh, 1-1 draw and then they had to fight back and get the 2-1 at the end. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it just, the, the flow of the game is just ruined. Like you just have to deal with it and just move forward in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, nah,
0: I, I, I agree. I agree. But um, yeah, probably enough ref talk for now. Moving yeah. on to, uh, I guess we'll go to Man United. Um, start with the Palace game, obviously at yeah. the weekend. Um Obviously, we played Palace early in the weekend of Carabao Cup, three 0 win, and everybody was gassing. It was probably our probably our best performance of the season, but it's not like the bar, like the standard is high for our performances this season. Do you know what I mean? But it was probably our yeah. best performance of the season. Three goals, clean sheet. Um, Amrabat played well coming inside. Um, from left back, uh, Mount played left well. Back, really? Goes. Yeah, yeah, he inverted from oh. left back. Yeah. Um, Garnacho got a goal. Played well. Um. Mount played well as well, coming back from injury. And, you know, optimism because we're playing Palace again on the weekend. And to be honest, I feel like the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, the performances were similar um, in the league and in the Carabao Cup. Like, we had more intensity than we've shown in previous games in terms of winning the ball back um, and, like, progressing the ball forward. But, obviously, the differences in the league game, we conceded. We go behind and then that's when that's when our problems really showed because we had 77 possession the whole game, but mm-hmm. we could not create um, any clear cut chances. Really, like we had, Hoyle had a chance at nil nil right at the beginning of the game, and it, to be to be honest, it was a half chance. Like he, he flicked over um, the goalkeeper, it was clear off the line, and the ball was bouncing. It was a bit awkward, and then he, he had another chance. Um, Bruno Fernandez crossed it. He had a header, free header, and it was straight at Sam Johnston. But those are the only chances we really created in the game, yeah. and. That's not good enough. And you're looking at, like, our players now. Um, Bruno Fernandes is someone that... I mean, he's the captain of the club. In a game like this, when we're down, we need you to step up at home. Do you know what I mean? Um, Rashford... I defended, I defended Rashford a bit last week. But, man, he was... I got like lie, he was poor. He was poor against Palace. He was poor against um, against Galatasaray as well. Um, I don't know. He just kind of... I don't know. In, in those games, I'd say he looked like he... He was he lost his confidence a bit. Like I guess moving on a bit to the Galatasaray game quickly, there was a chance in that game you probably seen it where he pulled it back for Bruno Fernandez and the pass yeah, was short instead
1: of shooting. Yeah, yeah, bro. That.
0: Like, like he had. If you watch Man United versus Leicester last season at Old Trafford, he has a goal. It's basically the same scenario where he's running in from the right and Garnaccio is across, calling for it, and he, he doesn't even look at him. He just puts it in the bottom corner. Like, yeah. and obviously the contrast to this season. He goes for the pullback and he doesn't even make the pass. But, yeah, um, yeah, Rashford, not great in those two games. Palestri got the chance to start against um, Palace. And I was I was kind of excited for that because he's not really had a chance. He's not had a chance to start in a Premier League game. And I felt like he could have offered us something from the right wing um, because of the way he plays. He plays it so differently to Anthony, obviously. He's a right field, right wing. He's more natural. He'll drive to the byline. He'll pull it back. And I'm thinking with guys like Hoyland, like that's a that like that's a way to to score goals but now he didn't really he didn't really take his chances um in that game and yeah i don't know it was just it was just a poor it was just a poor performance like and i don't know it just kind of sums up it kind of sums up our season to be honest so far like it was just it was flat it was uninspiring like we couldn't create any chances after going a goal down um and like some of our players that played so well for us last season have fallen off like casemiro Can't lie, man. I've I've I'm done with this guy. I've had it with him. Because, bro, last season, last season, people were talking about his on-ball qualities, which fair enough, I know he's not the best on the ball, right? But last season, at least his defensive um ability was making up for that. Like his impact defensively was so great that his deficiencies on the ball, I can let that slide because the difference between him and our team last season and McTominay and our team was huge. Like you saw it whenever he was out, um, injured or suspended. Um, but this season, bro, even defensively, he can't cover dra- ground, he's struggling to track runners. Um, and then on the ball, man, he's I don't I don't know what it is with him, yet because I've seen Casemiro hit every type of pass, Hollywood ball, crossfield switch, like line breaker. I've seen yeah. him do it all, but I don't know. This guy, it's probably just his concentration because he, he'll do it like one out of seven times. And it's so frustrating. Like, I, I, I've seen him switch the ball so many times, but like successfully. And then one time will pick it up and I'll just go out of play for a, for a, for a throw in. Or, or sometimes he'll, he'll receive the ball and just first time try a quick pass around the corner and like it'll mess up, we'll lose possession. But then sometimes he'll do it and it'll work. I don't know. It must be a lack of concentration. Because he can do it at times, but he's just not consistent with it. And, like, it's so frustrating, especially from your DM when you're playing in, like, a single pivot. He's so integral to the build-up. And, yeah, no, it's just, like, I don't know, man. We need we need someone who can do both on the ball and off the ball. And right now, it's, like, at times he's doing neither. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> but I know, I, know, I, know, I know you've had things to say about Casemiro, so... Yeah, I I've not rated this guy for time. Do
1: you know what it is? It's just it's. I think. Do you know what I think? Yeah, last season I didn't really. I wasn't a fan of him off ball either, but I think he was definitely better than than it is now. Like last yeah. last season, I thought he was a bit messy off the ball. Like like um against Barcelona last season, he done one crazy like recovery challenge. Oh I yeah, De Gea messed up. He done some crazy yeah, recovery yeah, yeah. like it was so good, but I feel like he's like a bit. He's a bit messy off the ball. Like for example, it's hard to explain, but it's like Declan Rice is my type of like DM sort of off the ball. Like when Rice, when someone's going like either side of Rice, Rice tracks them, like steps in front, takes the ball, and then plays it off. But like, sometimes if, like, like, in, mirror, just slides, he like, just slide, slide in and, in and miss. then the ball goes up yeah. for throwing. Like it's mm. so messy, like his tackling. Like I don't know, I've never really liked it that much, and it's because it's so like powerful and messy. It's like he he was. Like, before, he used to be very good, like, defensively, in my opinion. So he would get them, like, seven out of ten times. But he's declined over the years. So it's, like, last season, for example, that seven out of ten times would drop to, like, maybe five out of ten. But now, it's not even, like, five. Like, now, it's, like, every time he's getting skinned. Like, every single time. And it's, like, that sort of... I don't know how to explain, but it's, like, his his temperament and, like, his mentality, it translates to his build-up as well, which is why when he tries them... Like he gets in build up, you rarely see him have that sort of like that sort of like temperament. Just be calm, like a Rodri, or um, you could probably say like a even a Shuah or you could say um Jorginho is a really good example where they can mm. come and receive the ball as the pivot and just be calm. Like they they have no problem playing it back. Whereas Casimiris, like sometimes he just gets it, tries to do the flick first time, and he's so like he's just so like erratic. He's like, like, he's like erratic, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So because it works defensively, it's like his whole game is like erratic. I just I don't, I just don't like it, to be honest. Like, I don't know. I just, I just don't really like it. But I didn't really watch the, the United games, So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know the extent to how bad it was. But it seemed on Twitter, like the way people were talking about it, it seemed quite bad. Because last season they were saying Casemiro, best DM in the league. So it, it must have been bad. If people are turning on him like that, it must have been bad. This, this Casemiro fall from grace, man. It's crazy. Nah, it's crazy. Because he did used to be, I did used to like him a lot. I think he used to be good in like the season, the season before he left Madrid. So the season before his final one at Madrid. I liked okay. him a lot that season. But I think his final season and the one afterwards, I didn't really like. And mm-hmm. um, as for Palace, who scored in the Palace game? Because I didn't watch that oh. one. wakim uh, Anderson. Goal, I can't oh, I a, saw that goal. From actually, a free yeah. kick, he just volleyed it. Yeah, yeah great goal. And then he scored in yeah. Galatasaray game. I just saw Hoyle's goals. I didn't see any. Bro. Bro.
0: Uh, Icardi, Zaha. Yeah, Icardi. Goals. that's my boy. And I, I can't, can't remember who scored. I can't remember who scored the second goal. But I yeah, guess, bro, yeah. going on going on to the Galatasaray game because against Palace, the problem was in possession. We had 77 possession, uh, percent of the ball, and we couldn't uh, create anything. And then against Galatasaray, it was all defensively, bro. Like, the goals we conceded, uh, I don't know if you've seen them, but Zaha's goal, Dalo is just, he's just not strong enough there. Like, Zaha just manhandles him and, like, gets the better of him. It's a bouncing ball. Um, Dalo can't deal with it. Like, he's got to be stronger. Though. He's got to deal with that. And Zaha gets the goal, like, almost straight after Hoyland scored the opener. And then the second goal... The second goal was oh um, no, I can't remember the second goal now, but the third goal, it'll come back to me. The third goal was obviously a nana mistake playing out from the back. Casemiro has that. to Casemiro has to slide in, get sent off. Akadi oh, misses red. the penalty. Yeah, he got sent off. Akadi oh. misses the penalty, and obviously we've got 10 men. So we like we caught life, but then Amrabat is playing um Akadi onside. Like we push up from I think we had a free kick, pumped it yeah. up. And then uh Dallo, Lindelof all step up. And Amrabat is playing a card he's so onside. And so one where was, where's
1: Amrabat playing this game? Left back again.
0: Yeah, left back. We don't have
1: a left back, bro. So Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I just remember I just remember the second goal now as well. It was literally just like the spacing between our centre backs was poor. Like it was just bad defensive organisation. Casemiro mm. Casemiro, it was his runner and he didn't track him. And He was free in the box for a cutback, and we've been conceding cutbacks. Yeah, that's even. literally the story like, we've, been, we've been we've been begging for cutbacks, bro. Like it's like yeah. it's so free. It's so free against us, it's so frustrating. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I look at like defensively, what's going on? Obviously, there's a lot of injuries that um like this is not our first choice defense. Like you'd have Lissandra in there, you'd have Luke Shaw in there, potentially even Wan Busaka because Ten Hard seems to favor him over Dallow. But this this centre back partnership with Varan and Lindelof. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Lindelof. I think he's too lightweight, he's too weak, to be honest. But even if you're looking at the centre back partnership, their play styles don't even match up. They're both defenders that like to kind of drop off. They're more passive. We need someone in there to be more aggressive. And even if that means throwing in Maguire, bro. God forbid I say it, but even if it means throwing in Maguire for a game, like because I feel like the the actual profiles of Varane and Maguire go better than. Um, Varan and Limbo. Do
1: you know what I mean? Where, because, where did um Varane play on against the uh, Galatasaray? Was it right centre back or left?
0: Yeah, 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 right centre back. Varan can only play right centre back, bro. If that he can, he can. He's he's barely good enough to build up now. Like just about good enough to build up now. And if you're playing him left centre back, bro, yeah, gosh. You're, yeah, you're you're okay. asking for trouble. Um, course, yeah. and then yeah, and obviously I guess I have to talk about Onana as well because I mean he's been for the for the. The one that he's getting cooked for, obviously he's getting cooked for the pass that led to, the pass that led to Casemiro getting sent off, led to the penalty. But the Akadi goal, the way, like, like Akkadi dinked him, yeah, but the ball barely went over his head. And he he didn't, he didn't really come off his line for it either. Like, it was just, I don't know, man. Obviously, we signed Donato and I knew that, like, his main strength was what he was going to offer to us in build-up and, Mm. like, playing out from the back. But, I expect him to be a solid stopper and i still think he is to be honest i actually don't i don't know what's happened since he's, since he's come to united like I, I i saw him at inter and he was a solid stop, stopper. he wasn't he's not like allison level or anything crazy do you know what i mean but he was a decent shot yeah. better than what he's shown at united and i don't i don't know why to be honest why why he's not been up to par so
1: far but yeah I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just finding the, <laughs> I'm just finding the goal now because the way you mentioned it, it makes it seem like it's something I have to see. Now nah, you do have to see it, bro. It's mad. Okay, I've seen the second one. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, the second one. Oh. Yeah, he's the and Lind... Oh, there's a yeah, massive gap bro. there. That's a terrible. massive gap, bro. Oh, there's a massive gap. And then what's the next one? Okay, I just seen the foul oh i've been thinking about anana um so i've been having wait let me quickly see this goal first before i comment <laughs> let, me, let me see this goal first oh he's oh i am that man oh what a finish man i love a cardi that's one of my about
0: favorites. about what, about what a
1: finish bro. i love a cardi <laughs> let me watch that again wait <laughs> master let me watch that again you're violent Wait, let me see. Wait. Oh wait, what? Oh wait, the ball barely got off the ground. Like that's what I mean, bro. How is he not saving that? Oh, that's not no, a good. That's finish. bad. I thought that was like a. Le- oh, that's bad. Nah. Anyway, I've been having this thought about Onana recently, and I can't tell which one it is. So you see, like Edison, like last season before the Champions League run, he was yeah. a horror when it came to shot stopping. He was horror, mm. but in possession, he's obviously like one of the best, like ever. So I feel like, I don't know, but having these thoughts, right, because Anana in the last season, um, in the Champions League, I'm pretty sure he had like the highest like XG prevented, oh no, like I can't remember if his goals prevented or like XG difference or whatever, like the post-shot XG, which is like basically a measure of like how good you are at saving shots, basically. Yeah. Uh, the stat, I can't remember which one it is, but it's like the main stat that he used. And it's, um, he was like by far the highest, like he had like plus eight or something. Like it was crazy good. And it was like miles ahead of Courtois, and then I think Edison as well, miles ahead of Courtois and Edison. So I was thinking, oh, like he could be like, like I don't think he's as great as like Edison on the ball, but he's like really good on the ball. Like I've seen him yeah. be really good on the ball, and he could be really good at shot stopping too. But I don't know. When I've been watching him, I feel like he hesitates a bit to come off his line. Like it's a bit, he has a bit of a weird like.
0: You know what? Yeah. Style. Do you know what's funny about that? So I saw a report today saying that apparently opposition coaches have been opposition opposition coaches have been targeting him and saying that he's slow off his line and like Very. um and like um encouraging the players to shoot early because obviously he's still in the goal and it makes the goal bigger. So mm. yeah
1: that's interesting that you that you say okay. that then. Because I saw the first time I really noticed it properly was our knee in the game was three two. Oh yeah I, yeah yeah when our knee was throwing goal like he was he was throwing goal from like the halfway line. And he has yeah, on his line. Anala was <laughs> on his line. I was like, why? Like, I don't know. Like, he has and it worked against um Fatty when he played Brighton. It worked against him. But it's like, yeah. I don't know. Like it's a weird saving, like technique. Like he stays, 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 and then goes. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's a big risk. Like, I feel like if, if someone gets that close, they can just put it in the opposite corner. I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. I can't tell if he's just like maybe just not a good shot stopper. Or if that Champions League stat is like something to like pay attention to, because that was like a really impressive stat. So I don't know. I'm I'm really unsure about him right now. I'm not sure like these these um, passes like that are like going wrong or whatever. Like that's just it happens in it. Like yeah, it it happens with like, ball playing goalkeeper. Yeah, but like the actual shot stopping, I'm just I'm thinking I'm not sure if he is like him or not. Like I need to see probably more this season. Probably by like December January times I'll kind of had like mm. a a good enough idea. But yeah, I know. Fair enough. What happened to um, Regulon? By the way, is he injured? Yeah,
0: he's injured, bro. We're gonna get an update to see if he's cool for uh, Brentford soon. I think, well, I think we're still waiting for the update, but yeah, yeah
1: fair enough, fair enough.
0: Yeah, but um, I do want to touch on probably the only positive from our two games with obviously Hoyland, two goals against no, Galatasaray. Um. Um, unbelievable performance from him, I'm not going to lie. I can't believe we ruined this. This was supposed to be his Champions League night. He was supposed to yeah. be on all the headlines and that. And because we can't defend, we lost the game. But no, nah, he was, honestly, his all-round game really, really shone against Galatasaray. Like, even early, he created a chance where he, he picked up the ball, dribbled past, like, two players, like, out on the left and then pulled it back. Bruno should have connected better with a shot. Um, And, you know, it was a real chance. But I've been I've been impressed with him so far. One of the things I was kind of um, skeptical about when he joined was his back to goal play because seeing him at when I watched him at Atlanta, he looked like strong in terms of um, when the defender is kind of on his shoulder and he can muscle like out muscle like that. But when the defender is like on his back, he seemed to struggle with that when I was watching him. But so far, from what I've seen, he's been fine with that holding up the ball, linking up, play well. He's quite good technically. Um, so he can he can link up in small spaces as well, and he's a good dribbler. And then, obviously, his his finishing from what we've seen is 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 class. Like the goal, the goal against well, the goal against the offside goal against Galatasaray. That finish was unreal. I wish that stood. Which but one was that? Which one was the offside one? There's one where he like it was a nice move from us, and he sent the man, like sent the man, and then. Oh, I don't, I don't think off I saw that, that one, yeah. yeah, but nah proper finish and then obviously his goal for the first goal from from rashford assist was nice right place right time good move from him and then the the third goal you like you really see his the acceleration there like that was like i was watching i was like bro this guy's fast like, i knew it was fast obviously everyone bigs up um and when you see it you you notice him but the way he got away from that Galatasaray defender the acceleration there was scary and it's good to know that like we at least have one player, well, from the looks of it now, hopefully I'm not talking too early, but it looks like we have one player who can be like, out of, out of the new signing, who's going to be here for a long time, like a staple in the team. Like we found us, like we were looking for a striker. It seems like we found our striker now. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully he can continue improving. You know what I mean? He's still young, um, still 20 years old, and he's still got a lot to learn, a lot to develop, but he does look like the real
1: deal, to be fair, as of right now. So yeah, what do you think of him? One thing I really like about him is, like, in the least weird way possible, how long his body is. Like, <laughs> he gets to chances. Like, that's that's one thing that I really like. His movement is so sharp. Like, the first one where Rashford, like, crosses it in for him and he gets there. Like, I love, like, how you can just put the ball in the box. And it's, it's like Haaland, like, how Haaland... He, he, di- he goes, dies for the goal. Like, he, lo- he, yeah. he, goes, like, he loves to score, isn't it. Yeah, like, you put it in the box and he can be, like, five metres away. But he'll stretch for it and get there, yeah, like, just in time. And he's quick, man. Like, I, yeah. I when I like first watched, like, I watched like two games of him at Atlanta. When I first watched it, like, my notes, why I said was that he he does well when you've got him running at defenders. And that goal yeah. on the counter, his second goal, literally, defender was there, breezed him, gone. Just left him, gone, slotted it. Like, that's a proper striker, man. I like him a lot. I like him a lot, man. Good striker. I hope that obviously I don't want United to do well, but I hope like he can. <sighs> He can like at least get like consistent like, like, like chances created for him. Like I don't want there to yeah. be, like I don't want him to be like a player that's just stuck there. Like how I don't know, like someone like Pogba was just like you feel like they let down his talent sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want him for to sure. be a player that's just like oh like I'm here, but like I don't have help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah now nah, we need to we need to bro we need to create a good
0: system around him to create chances yeah. because I mean if, if from the looks of it, if we give him the chance he's gonna put him away. Um yeah but yeah I guess we're gonna go from Hoyland to Haaland now talk about City your boys <laughs> obviously let's start with the weekend against wolves two one loss chat chat to me bro what went wrong in this game because I didn't watch you man United
1: on at three pm so chat to me man. Man wolves that you know that game honestly that game was a blur to me. Oh my gosh <laughs> It was so it was like I don't know. It's like all the things like every week, yeah. I've come on here and we spoke and we and I've I've tweeted as well and I've said the same things, but it's like ah, oh, we we've got five wins out of five, so it's cool. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Now it finally caught up to us. All that all that rubbish we've been doing is caught up to us. <laughs> really. I'm pretty sure in that game, am I being yeah, I'm pretty sure that game. If I wait, let me check before I before I speak, because I don't want to put no slander on my boy. But <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that game is the one where I didn't like Doku. I need to check. Really? I saw people yep. saying that oh, the only things that were happening was when it was going down his side though, and he wasn't getting but, the ball to him. But that's that was part of the issue. The ball was only going to his side. Like he got so he got a crazy, like he never gets that many. Like, let me check how many touches he got. He got a crazy amount. He played a full 90 off the left mm. and then move to the right a bit later and he got 74% pass accuracy of 78 touches
0: and 78 for someone touches. like him
1: I feel like that's quite a lot I need to double check yeah for someone like him it's, it's a bit more than usual but it's like it's like okay the way he was playing was like it's the opposite to Jack Grealish so Jack Grealish when he gets the ball on the left slows it down and then just rolls it back to whoever's in the pockets so the ball yeah. goes wide and then it goes into the pockets. And that's where the dangerous players can do their thing. Because we have like our wide players just retaining. And in the middle, the dangerous players will just do their thing in the pockets. Isn't it? with Doku, he doesn't do any of that. So he gets the ball. He'll get it out wide. Then what he'll do, he'll like cut inside or take on his man. First thing he does straight away, he doesn't even look up. Ball straight into the, into the box, straight away. So it's like he was creating chances but he was creating rubbish chances, if that makes sense. Like, all of his chances were not ones that Haaland was ever going to get to. And whoever Mm. else is in the box, Alvarez, Foden, they were never getting there because it's just like, it was so rushed. Like, he didn't give them the time to... Like, if you beat your man, like, for example, uh, against West Ham, he beat his man and then played a lovely ball across the box for Haaland and Haaland missed. Those are the type of passes you need to play, but he was getting the ball and was like, put it in, put it in, put it in. Mm. And every time, because it's... Man City, like, if a team's playing against Man City, they're just sitting in their box. So it's, like, every single time, they just hoof the ball straight back out, straight back to the yeah. centre-backs, like, every single time. So he would create a chance, but it's, like, the chance you're creating is, like, is it really a chance? Like, like it counts as a chance, but is it really a chance? Like, it's not yeah. really dangerous to them. Like, if you keep doing that, they're happy with you doing that all day. Where you get, where you get a bit more dangerous is where you beat your man and then slow things down in the box. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's something that, when Grealish does beat his man, that's something he does do. doesn't He doesn't take on his man a lot, but when he actually does get past them, he'll take on his man, then he'll slow things down a bit, look in the box and play the cutback, and then we'll score. But it's like, Mm. with Doku, he needs to learn that kind of, like, I don't know, I feel like because he can already beat his man a lot better than Grealish can, it's like, it will come eventually, but he just needs to learn, like, you don't have to, like, everything was going at one pace, one pace, one pace. Like, you can slow things down in general. But when it comes to creation, it's just like, I don't know, everything was just going into the box and getting who straight back out. Fodom didn't get that many touches. Ares didn't get that many touches either. Haaland didn't get that many touches either. Like, it was, I don't know. It was just an all round, I don't know. All round. What, what, what did you think
0: about um, the performance defensively? Because obviously in midfield, I think it was Kovacic and Nunez, uh that yeah. started there. No Calvin. Obviously Rodri's suspended. And you'd think yeah. that maybe it, especially in a game like this against Wolves, kind of a bottom bottomish team in the league, it'd be a good game to give Calvin some minutes. Didn't get a look in. Um I think he came off the bench actually. And then yeah. some of the defending for the for the goals as well. I, I think Ake Ake and Akanji though I don't think they covered themselves in, uh, in glory particularly
1: in, in those in those goals. So yeah, talk to me on that. I blamed Ake for both of them. I've I thought Ake, Ake just got cooked, man. Like Neto was just too fast for him. Like, you can't... I don't know. It, 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 might, be, it might be over soon for Ake, low-key.
0: What? Like,
1: <laughs> really? It, yeah, like, like as in, as a starting player sort of thing. Like, because oh, okay. Guardiola is just like... Guardiola, that doesn't happen to... Like, it has happened to Guardiola, actually, this season. Yeah, but, yeah,
0: I'm pretty
1: sure it happened before. But it doesn't... Me- Messi, Messi,
0: Messi did it to him, to be fair. Messi did it to him. Yeah, oh, that's... Right. Exactly that's what Messi, Pedro Neto
1: done. Yeah, but, but what? Come on, like Neto a great player, but like mm. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I you want know. your 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 son
1: about to be able to defend against. Yeah, that, like, like I back. want him to be able you know I mean? to track, and it's like I don't know. He just didn't, and he knows he played mm. bad. Like he said it after the game and everything. But
0: yeah, I saw I don't that. Know,
1: man, like I just I don't know. I don't think it was good enough personally. And then um, I don't know. I just I wasn't really impressed with with anything really in that game. Like it was just a bit of a blur because everything was just kind of meh. Apart from Alvarez's free kick was was quite nice. Yeah, that was class. I think now he's really coming into like this KDB replacement thing, and it's going to mm. be a real selection headache when KDB comes back. Because I personally, personally, I think there's no chance that KDB and Alvarez play together. That's what I think. I don't think there's any. Yeah, trouble.
0: I don't. I don't know how that works. Obviously, if when when Haaland's up front. Yeah. Because then Alvarez would have to come into midfield and then
1: Yeah. So Alvarez would, and KDB in midfield. Yeah, because okay. KDB's not got the legs anymore to go back and defend in the in the uh in the pivot anymore. And mm. so that would that would mean the only thing like that would be possible, maybe Bernardo Silva right wing, and then Grealish would have to be left wing. There's no way they played Doku at left wing. Grealish mm-hmm. would have to be left wing. And I feel like they wouldn't do that. I don't think there's a world in which Pep. Well, you can obviously refer to last season, but I don't I think it's different. I don't think there's a world in which Pep doesn't have like Gundogan and drops Grealish for Foden. Like I don't see it, mm. especially with Grealish's form so far. Like he had a few good games at the start of the season, but recently he hasn't been that good. I feel like I don't think there's a world in which there's Grealish, Doku, Alvarez, and Bernardo Silva, and KDB and Foden. And Ferdin isn't picked as one of the four, and that I feel like he I feel like he has to be, in my opinion. I don't know. Mm. I mean, it's gonna be interesting because it's all gonna come down to KDB. I think he's gonna come back and bounce back like crazy because obviously I love KDB, and I think he's gonna come yeah, back. I'm gonna be straight on it. Like I have no doubts about him. Like he's my guy, and like I have no doubts, but it's gonna be mm. interesting because I feel like if he does come back and it's crazy, and then he plays bad, maybe one game then people will be like, oh, Alvarez should have played. Oh, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting, but it's a, good, it's a great uh, dilemma to have. And I yeah. also feel like this sort of has shown me that um, Alvarez isn't really a striker. Because last season, every game Alvarez played striker, he didn't play well, except for um, Liverpool, mm. Liverpool um, at home. We played them and he played well that game. Every other game he hasn't played well. And he doesn't really he doesn't really occupy centre backs at all because he's a bit small, but he just he's not really um that type of I don't know, he's he's definitely a second striker, in my opinion. Um I think one thing he benefits from a lot is Haaland. It's why he's doing so well yeah, now as well. Yeah, It's because he he doesn't really create space, he exploits space. He so gets so like, much space when when Haaland's pushing the centre backs back. Exactly. So Haaland goes and they all go with him, and then he just comes in behind and just slots it. So I don't know, it's like it's the same thing Goodnorn was doing last season. Like, Gundon will, yeah. will arrive in the box and slot it home. Like, I don't know. I feel like Alvarez isn't an out and out striker that, well, I thought he was and that everyone thinks he is. I feel like this is his best role. I think he's going to be like the natural De Bruyne replacement. And, um, on like, in terms of De Bruyne and attacking midfielders, like, on the next game, I think Foden was brilliant, um, against Leipzig. Yes, I probably would have, I could. you could argue Rico Lewis. I think he was great too. Either mm. one of them I wouldn't be mad with. But I think Foden, Foden's playing really well this season as well. Um, I think one thing he needs to do is he needs to be a bit more selfish. Like he needs to, like he demands the ball. But I feel like he just needs to be like more like, I don't know, he needs to be just more like greedy. Like he always wants the mm. ball. And a lot of the time they don't give it to him. Like for example, Wolves game, he wasn't getting the ball a lot. But it's yeah. like, Sweden will have four players on his back and demand the ball. And it's like, you can give him the ball because he will actually just turn past them. Like, he will. Mm. He showed before, like, he can do it. Like, he's done it all the time this season. But it's like, the team, I don't know, maybe by instruction, it's the risky option. So they give it to someone else, they give it wide, and it just never goes to him. But if you give it to him, and if he's more greedy, like, I don't know, I don't know, maybe he has to shout at them or something. But if he, like, shouts <sighs> at them and changes them, says, give me the ball. and they yeah, give it him demand the ball, it more. You're going to see magic. Like, he will do it. Like, I have no doubts in my mind. He will turn Mm. past every player on the pitch. Like, he just will. So, I don't know. I think he just needs to do more of that. But um, against Wolves, he was playing right wing and then coming inside as the right number 10 with Alvarez left 10. In the Leipzig game, there wasn't any of that. In Leipzig, he just started as an out and out midfielder, played left center mid. And uh, yeah, he played really well that game. Uh, he was very dangerous, had a lot of really good chances, uh, scored a really good goal as well. Um, you know, he was really good and really, uh, like, mature, and it was, like, a really good performance. It was something, like, you've seen from, like, Gundogan or Kevin De Bruyne recently, like, a Champions League, i uh, pretty sure it was away, Champions League away against a, a team like Leipzig that's dangerous. Um, it was a really, like, strong performance. Like, I was pleased with him. Mm. It, it was, like, a good sign. I think there's no 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 doubt in my mind he's starting against Arsenal which yeah. know, last season, that's not something you could count on. But now it's something like, like no doubt in my mind, he, he is starting. And um, I think the only, the only thing I ever had a real issue with from that game, because that game was a much better performance compared to Wolves, in my opinion. The only thing I had a real issue with in that game, um, I'd say I don't think Grealish did really much. He didn't really do anything.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, I'd say also for uh, a Pender's goal, it annoyed me so much because I know who Appenda is. Like, I've seen a play. Appenda yeah. is a speed demon, like he's so fast. Mm. So Ruben Diaz has just like Greach really gave the ball away. And it's like, okay, yeah, fine. Like, we're, we're all jogging back. Ruben Diaz has just gone in so high on him. And it's yeah, like, man. bro, like, do you not know who Appenda is? Like, like, why are you going? Why are you going in? Like this guy will like he's gonna leave. Yeah, you. they'll leave I'm, you, bro. So yeah. I'm watching it and my head's just in my hands. I like this, I just like this, yeah. That <laughs> looked at, and he's one on one with Edison. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, man. it's like, a goal. I was so, oh, I was so upset, man. I was so. <laughs> it's like, it's like, how can you not? How can you not like this? Is they, they the scouting team will tell you about their danger, man. So how can yeah. you like be so aggressive on like the fastest player in the Champions League? Basically, like, you, you like why? Why would you do that? But it happens, and then um, Haaland, he's struggling a lot, man. Haaland's struggling a lot. Yeah, um, recently. He's having a rough period, I'm not going to lie. Do you know what it is with Haaland? It's something I speak about a lot on Twitter. And I feel like Pep doesn't really help him as much as he should. Like, in the sense of Haaland is, like, the best striker. But it's like, Haaland thrives. He's better with uh, balls in behind. So it's like, he wants the balls that KDB used to give him. Foden gave him one in the Champions League. and Rico Lewis gave him one in the Champions League. Uh, he's had a lot of chances that he should miss, uh, that he should score, that he's missed. For example, there's one at the back post um, in the Champions League, which he just should be scoring. It's just identical to the West Ham one. It's like you should be scoring those, but it's like he's not. Like I don't know, he's just having a rough time at the moment. I feel like in these rough moments, when other players have rough moments like this, managers, including Pep, they help them. Like they give them, like they baby them basically, and give them like extra special like. I don't know, to help them get up sort of thing. They did their
0: strengths type thing. Yeah.
1: So it's like Haaland, because he's so good, my thing is always like Pep doesn't help him. And it's the same for Foden. He sees them as guarantees. So it's like Foden is versatile. Foden can play anywhere across the midfield and attack. Like you can play anywhere there. So if someone gets injured or we need depth, Foden can go here, Foden can go there, Foden can go there, you can go there, you can go there. So it's like Foden will will go anywhere you ask him. And Foden doesn't want to leave City. Like he loves the club. So he's never going to, he's not going to do what Cancelo did in for a tantrum. And it's like Foden is good. So even if left wing isn't really what's good for him, you tell him to go left wing and retain the ball, he will just do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, because he's so good, you never help him. Like you never build the team around him. When you look at someone like Cancelo, in my opinion, Cancelo is a worse player than both of them. But Cancelo is also a good player and he had lots of weaknesses. For example, his IQ wasn't the best. He's a really bad defender and um, he sort of needs to play in certain positions to do best. Like he's not really, he's he's good at a, as a, like an inverted uh, left back or sometimes as a right back that uh, comes inside as well. Or sometimes as a left back that goes high. Um, and it's like Pep would sort of, mold the team so he could have that sort of like free roll and like go into all the pockets and do all the travellers and create all the magic and all the progression and everything but yeah. when you look it's like Foden and Haaland he doesn't build the like mold the team around them like this even though mm. they're better players and I feel like I don't know there's obviously reasons for that because obviously Pep prioritizes the team and it's how you win games like the team matters more like as long as you have more goals than the other team at the end of the game you get the points do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he prioritizes like safety and win. But it's like I feel like Foden and Haaland are so good, if you were just to build a team around them, you'd win anyway, like regardless. Mm. So I feel like I don't know, it's just it's minor details. Like is in the in, in all the games, Haaland makes the first run, it's just his instinct. Naturally, he makes the first run beyond the centre backs and they always ignore him every time they ignore him, every single time. The player that used to never ignore him is De Bruyne, and he's yeah until January I'm pretty sure it could be December but I'm pretty sure it'll be back in January so it's like every time the first ball will come from De Bruyne are straight through but it's like now all the players apart from maybe Foden from time to time all the players get the ball and they'll be in the transition with moving, moving, moving and they play it wide every single time and then the ball comes in the ball comes in from across and Haaland's not even Haaland's alright in the air like he's not nothing special in the air but he he thrives on transition you know what I mean I feel yeah. like it's, it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's just, it's like he's, he's clearly struggling. You can see he's in bad form right now, so you should help him. And because, you know, them crosses into the box, Haaland will score goals like that. He scored 50 goals last season doing that. Pep doesn't help him. And I don't know, I just think it's, I don't know, I think he needs to do more to help Haaland, mm. especially in like a moment like this where he's playing bad, you know. But Yeah. What can I say, man? Nah, I hear that to be fair. Um, but quickly,
0: before we move on to Arsenal, Obviously, against Leipzig, Rico Lewis played, started in midfield, and he yeah. was playing in the pockets, played quite well. Got some plaudits from Pep after the game. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what, what do you think of him in terms of as a? Is he a? Is he a player that's an option to play in the pockets like regularly? Because I know obviously that was one thing you guys were talking about in the summer that you needed a, a new player to play in the pockets with obviously some of your departures and you're looking at the likes of Eze and Piquetta and stuff. So, but do you think Rico Lewis could be that guy
1: or not really? He can be, but I, I just don't think he's ready for, um, I don't think he's ready for, like, games like role. Arsenal, Liverpool. Like, he's he's a great player. Like, he can play in those games. But it's like, to me, when you have Rodri, Matheus Nunes, Bernardo Silva, I don't see why he would play in place with them, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, he wouldn't be my first choice sort of thing. Like, he's, he's in the same bracket as Kovacic, where it's like, he's really good, but it's like, I wouldn't play him if I have the option. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think yeah. he will play um, on, the, on the weekend. I doubt he will play. It will probably be Bernardo Silva and Matias Nunes as the two. And then probably mm. um, Doku on the left, um, Alvarez in the middle, and then Foden on the right, but coming to the middle. That's probably what we'll see. Mm,
0: nah, fair enough. Well, I guess moving on to your opponents on the weekend, Arsenal. Yeah. Um yeah. Obviously played Bournemouth 4-0 win, pretty yeah. comfortable. And then the I guess the big result or the shock losing to Lens 2-1
1: in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, you watched that game, right? What would you think? Yeah, I watched I watched the Lens game. Um, I don't know, Saka came off injured within 30. Yeah, and that's, which is crazy. That's, that's massive because I've said this for so long. I'll tell, I don't know what's I don't know what's wrong with Arteta. Like he plays him in games where he doesn't need to be played. Yeah. Like the most the most meaningless games ever. Like you would just put him on for like 85 minutes. I'm like, why is he here? Like yeah. just put him on the bench. Like you'll win the game anyway. Like give him a rest. And he's he's came off injured in like the last like two, three games in a row now. It's like Yeah. And then like, started the next game. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Like when are you gonna give him a break? And now it's like he's apparently seriously in doubt for for the for the game on, on the weekend. It's like I don't I don't see the point. Like why are you like you played 87 Premier League games in a row now. Yes, yeah, man. You can't tell me there's 87 games where you've not been able to get a win without Saka. I just don't yeah. believe it. I think there's games there, there's so many games there that can you can just be dropped. Like, give him a rest. Do you know what I mean? But I guess he, he hasn't, and now he's, he's, he's struggling, he's limped off. Um, as for the actual game, Arsenal didn't do as much as I thought they would. Um, Havertz doesn't really do anything, not going to lie. Like, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing. I don't know. It's kind of the same thing that I thought it would be. Like he, I don't, I didn't really understand what he, what he would be doing and what would make sense and how he'd fit. And he doesn't really seem so far as if he does anything. Like he scored a penalty on the weekend. They gave him the penalty. That that was that was crazy. I can't believe that. That's I yeah. don't know, bro. I feel like I feel like if that was me, I don't know. Bit I would, I wouldn't like. feel comfortable. Yeah, feel a, a bit embarrassed, bro. You're yeah. trying to give me handouts because I can't score. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. That's I don't know, but. Okay. Got the got the penalty, and then in this game didn't really do anything. Uh, I liked uh, the Arsenal goal, it was quite a good finish from Jesus, but I like the other two goals yeah. for Lenz much more. I, I don't know how to describe them to you it's ones you just have to watch in your free time. No, I've
0: seen I've seen them, I've seen them,
1: I've seen I watched yeah, them. I, like, I, yeah. I just like the goal, like pff, great finishes. Um, especially the first one. Pff, bend it into the goal. Yeah, ball the no, club, no, unbelievable. Bro. Um, just a bit of a weird game. They have uh, some good talents over there. Lens, I'm pretty sure they have the Ghanaian midfielder, uh Samed, he's pretty good. They have Medina as mm. well at the back. Yeah, he's a good player. They've got Danso at the back, they've got some good talent there. They've got Wahi up front. Like, yeah, yeah, um, Wahi's nice. It's gonna be interesting because I'm not I can't remember who else is in Arsenal's group, but it's gonna be interesting to see what it means in the long run for their actual group. Like if they don't finish first and they get a tricky, tricky team in the in the in the next round, it could be interesting. But as for mm. as for the weekend. I can only I only have positive signs now. If Saka's out and Martin Lee's out, I only got yeah, positive no. signs, man. Positive it's signs. Man. I can just hope for the best right now, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. The obviously see Arsenal biggest game next weekend. It's gonna be interesting. There's a couple things I'm looking out for, to be honest. Obviously it's at the Emirates. Um <laughs> and I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at a certain Martin Erdegaard to perform in this game. Because <laughs> because because, because I don't know. Recently, the big game performances, I've been looking at them with a bit of a side eye. Like, bro, what are you really? What are you really contributing in these games? Like, you know, what I mean, the 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 few passes and build up is yeah. in is nice, but in the final third when your team needs you to create or pull up with a goal, like, where are you? And I think in this game as well, he has an advantage because obviously there's no Rodrigo. I think mm. like yeah. this is really a chance for him now to run this game, like. Obviously, it will probably be you said Nunez and Kovacic.
1: Oh no, sorry, Nunez Nunez and Bernardo. Yeah,
0: probably. And Bernardo, Bernardo is quite good defensively. Nunez as well is decent, but it's not Roger. Like he really should. Like I need, I want to see other guy kind of take control of this game. Um, And we spoke about it last week that's not really his play style. Like he's not really an aggressive playmaker like that. But in a game like this, at at home against City, like this is captain. This is where you need to yeah captain. You need to stamp your authority on this match. Like, I mean, you need to make the difference um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting midfield um rice is back and Party's party's fit right uh, i'm not sure i haven't seen anything about it yet if he's fit i feel like i don't know it could be interesting if if maybe party is deeper and rice is pushed into midfield to kind of add more physicality in there because mm. i don't know i feel like with with the ground rice can cover like City don't really have an answer to that without without Rodri in there. Do you know what I mean? With his with his physicality, like okay, Nunez Nunez can probably challenge him, but I don't know. Rice is more physical than Nunez overall. So, yeah. and then obviously, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Arsenal without Saka and and Martinelli, two of the main guys in their front three. The front three will probably be
1: but probably don't, be don't be surprised if Saka plays. Don't be surprised. Oh yeah,
0: he's true. Nah, but I—I cool. I, I tell you said it's not looking good, and it's a thigh injury.
1: So... I tell you, it's a weirdo. Like he will just play him and, anyway. That's to be fair, he did get called up to England today. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, no, but so... I, I do think that they just just called him up um for the sake of it, like just so in that case people he, in don't case know. He's fit. Yeah, so people don't know he's injured or whatever. Because okay. um they called up Bowen as well. Like that don't make any sense. Is, he, he is Bowen injured? injured? Oh no, he's fine. fine. Yeah. But no, Bowen, Bowen's a right winger. Yeah, but he's been playing well, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it makes sense to call him up if you have Foden as like the next choice right wing. And then I don't know. I, I feel like it doesn't really mm. make sense to me to, to call up Saka, Foden, and Bowen. Like three right three right mm. wings. So, so, so you think really, the you think the Saka call-up was a facade? Yeah, if, if he doesn't play, mm. it definitely was. But I don't I don't I think it is. I think it's kind of like so that he doesn't like you know how before they called up Rashford and Rashford pulled out because he had an injury. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's like that, like he's gonna pull out um later on. But it's just so that it's not like obvious like he's not playing on the weekend. I think oh okay, maybe yeah. It's maybe. just like, yeah, like like just so that they know. But yeah.
0: But if he's if he's not playing though, the front three will probably be what? It'll probably be Jesus on the left and K up
1: front and Trossard on the right or maybe recent. Nah, Reese Nelson nah, I think I think they'll put um I think they'll do what they did in the lens game in the Vieira on the right. Vieira on the right. How did he play yeah, in that yeah. game on the right? he's uh, mm, all right. He's decent in my opinion. Didn't, I don't know Arsenal weren't really that great in my opinion so they didn't really mm. do a lot but yeah he was all right to be fair. Fair enough. But from a um, from a from a city's perspective though, what are you Going into this game, you said you're confident. Like, what are you expecting? Yeah, I'm. I would be. I would be so confident. I would pay place money on a bet if if we have Rodri, <laughs> but we don't. Mm. Um. But one thing I do think is going to happen. I think Foden is going to have an amazing game. I think he's going to be sensational. Yeah. And right. I'm not sure whether Alvarez will be great. I hope he will be, and I hope Harlan will be. But I think Foden and Doku are going to be disgusting in this game. It's, especially Foden. I think he's just going to. I think he's going to go crazy. And then um Doku against whichever I don't care who it is, whoever they <laughs> right back, it's over. Yeah, it's so yeah. over, man. Like you're not you're not doing anything to him. Like he's gonna just breeze past them every time. And especially because it's at the Emirates, I'm so confident. Like, so so confident. Mm. Um, I think Arsenal they're just silly at the Emirates for some reason. So I think they'll concede something silly. Doku will have a great game, a will have a great game. That's my opinion. Give me a give me a score prediction. I'm saying three uh, one city. I'm saying three one city. Yeah, three three one's believable. We we'll probably can see like one city. Like we so dumb. Yeah, three one. Three one makes sense to be fair. Three mm. one. I I can hear that. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And then moving on to the last game, we're going to discuss Newcastle PSG. Obviously, Newcastle back in the Champions League at Saint James's. Um, Coming against PSG is the biggest game in the Champions League this week. Highly anticipated, and I'm not going to lie. Well. I guess I'll start. I start with Newcastle to be fair because I think they were very good, high energy. Um, at, this, at the At the Saint James, obviously, it was rocking. Um, they pressed well, and I don't think PSG could deal with it. To be honest, like they tried to play through, and I think Marquinhos really, really struggled with that, like under pressure, and they just kind of, they just kind of overrun, midf- uh, overrun PSG. And I think the midfield obviously didn't help because PSG were playing with two midfielders against against. Um, Newcastle free, which I was
1: really confused about. It, it makes it makes but, zero sense, no sense whatsoever. Yeah, New, New, Newcastle are the most like they're literally like 17, one of physical,
0: one of the most physical PNP teams, and you're gonna go there with a midfield. Yeah, you go to midfield.
1: midfield. Oh my yeah. gosh,
0: right. wild, and it's yeah, it's man. And to be fair, like even I mean, one of their midfielders is probably their best players, like Emery. Like whenever, whenever they did actually play through uh Newcastle's press he was always like in space ready to receive and he was driving at the defense making things happen um but yeah no to be honest I was just kind of I was disappointed with PSG like as good as Newcastle were I was disappointed with PSG man like I expected way more even I kind of knew from the lineup like I was like I'm not sure how this front four is going to work but I really didn't see anything from them Colemanani was a ghost Dembélé Dembele was Dembele, Dembele was a terrible yo, man, Dembele. but he, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Dembele's been having games like this, like at even Don't at say. Barcelona in the Champions League against yeah. PSG for Barcelona in the Champions League. I remember he's he's had he's been having games like this. Like, do you know what I mean? So I I, I wasn't really too surprised. Um, and then obviously Mbappe. Uh, <laughs> I'll
1: to be honest, I let you talk in Mbappe man. Yeah, the the main man, the main Ooh. man, Killian Mbappe, the main man. Yeah, the game like yeah. oh, so this. to rise. Do you, do you know what is? Yeah, do you know what is? I'm. I wasn't even surprised because I know this is what happens. Like, I think Mbappe is a great player. Yeah, but I think I think the thing with Mbappe is like th- this is my thing. I think Haaland's better than Mbappe, but I think I think they're so similar. Like, I don't think they're that much really? different at all. At uh, but, really? but yeah, like I think they're so similar because. I feel like Mbappe is I feel like Haaland's more limited than Mbappe but they're so they're yeah. such similar players like in this game Mbappe didn't really do anything like for the whole game and yeah, it was because really. he wasn't getting the ball like he wasn't getting service Haaland has had these exact same games against teams like Liverpool uh even on against Wolves didn't get the ball the same thing just does nothing really like I don't know it's like they I think they're so similar like Mbappe can do more but it's like it's yeah and i think point.
0: i think that's why it's worse for mbappé because when haaland does nothing in a game like this you're like well we know who haaland is we know he's not really someone who's gonna drop and pick up the ball and take it past a couple of guys and have a shot from outside the box and it goes in or something like that and he's not he's not someone who's gonna be dropping deep and link and play and like getting the team out the pitch from like like as a, like a full sign or anything so we know if he's not getting service most likely he's not going to be able to affect the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Mbappe is a player who we've seen, and he's even said he wants to be more involved. He wants to be able to come deeper and get on the ball and get past players and link up and then, do you know what I mean, create chances and score goals. So in a game like this, when against against Newcastle and Champions League, this is when, this is when you need to step up. This is when you need to show that you want to be that guy. Like you've got out Messi, you've got out Neymar from the team because yeah. because. They couldn't, or they didn't allow you to do, yep. to play the way you wanted to play because they were playing like that. And now you've got your boys in, you've got, you've got, Uman Dembele, you've got, you've got in, and now was your team. You're the main guy. And when we need you to kind of show the way that you want to play, I mean,
1: we didn't really see anything. So for me, I was disappointed. I, I expected, I expected better from him, to be honest. My, my, my thing is, I, I did expect better from, from him, but my thing is that I expected, this type of performance from him. Like, I, because the thing is with him, I feel like th- this is the thing with Mbappe is that he can do those like those, like messy Neymar type moments. Like he can do all the, the linking mm. up the crate and everything. I'm but it's it. like, it's it's inconsistent though. That's the thing. And yeah. people who don't watch PSG a lot don't realize it because they see him do it once. Like you see him pull off the, the nice cold finesse long shot once or twice. But if you watch PSG every week, you know he's not that consistent of a finisher. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's like these things, he can do them and he's shown he can do them, but he can't do them a lot. Like, it takes a few tries for it to work, sort of thing. So, it's like in games like this, where he doesn't even get like one try, basically, or he might get one try, just one. It's like he's not going to be able to do it. Do you know what I mean? Which is what I've always said. I think he needs to, he shouldn't try and be this all action, everything. He should be the left wing inside forward like he should be like Mo Salah he should be like maybe a, a CR like 2012 Ronaldo, like yeah.
0: 2012,
1: Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah like he should, he should be like... that player rather than try to be like a Neymar who does like everything in the midfield and and attacking midfield areas like he should just be that player because when you try to if, if you just stick to what is like your your best sort of like threat if you stick to that your best sort of like your special your speciality if you stick to that and just keep going at it. That's how you end up like Ronaldo, who, who went from scoring like a, a normal amount of goals to like 80 goals like every year. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what he can do and he should do, but I don't know. I think he wants to be everywhere and do everything. And it. I don't know, it kind of hurts him in, in terms of, maybe it doesn't hurt him personally, but in terms of like the way he's like going to be viewed, it will hurt him a bit because he has games like this where he doesn't do anything sort of thing. Well, I I, yeah, don't I don't know. I I think I don't know. I I didn't like the the tactical the tactical view anyway. I think a four yeah. four at Saint James's Park is outrageous. I think that's Crazy. absolutely hilarious. Whether Mbappe is played as a ten or not, I I really don't care. Like there should not be two midfielders and one. Absolutely. He played well. Zara Emery played well, but one of your two midfielders away at Saint James's Park on a UCL night should not be a 17-year-old. Like, that's just wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that, definitely that should, not. That should not be happening against Bruno. A team a team that plays Bruno, Tonali, Joe Linton, Willock, Longstaff. Even Gordon gets involved as well. Like, yeah. they're going to hunt you down. Like, Almiron's going to hunt you down as well. Like, I don't yeah. know. It just didn't make sense to me personally. Um, I think I think. Um, also at the back, you saw a lot of, a lot of people getting exposed. Marquinhos is getting exposed. Oh Don my God! Donnarumma is getting exposed. My- like, Do- Donnarumma was the second goal for Donnarumma? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think second one. No, yeah, third. I think long third stuff. maybe. Yeah, the third goal. Yeah, the third goal. Long yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, he's cool. he's been having these moments though for a while. Like a, a I've been seeing it. Ha- a lot of these things have been happening for a while. It's just like In, in him, but nobody watches. Yeah, like to and I to be honest, I don't blame them because like for example, Mbappe didn't play well against Clermont Foot. But I I'm not gonna watch PSG versus Clermont foot. Like, yeah. like it's not interesting to me I don't know so yeah. I I do understand like no no one can be asked to 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 watch these games to be fair but no it, it's gonna be interesting I'm I'm so I'm so happy for Newcastle because everyone was saying after they like they lost to Liverpool they lost to City they lost to um who else they they lost to someone else quite silly lost another game. And everyone was saying like, yo, like this team's fugazi. Like this ain't a real team. They, they hoodwicked us whatever. And now they're really (laughs) like back, like eight nil. They won one nil. And then they won another, they drew against Milan. And then they won another game. They won this one. Like they're, they're doing well, man. They're doing well. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that they're doing well and stuff. man. But Yeah. It was, it was was good to be fair. It was good. It was, um, it was impressive. Not going to lie. The way they were able to sort of like that attack, if they were to get through, it would be scary for 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 Newcastle if PSG but could get But they through. kept they kept them they kept them back like they kept them at B. They defended really yeah. well. And and when I looked at the team like Botman, I'm pretty sure didn't even play like I'm pretty sure it was Lascelles. Like yeah, Jamal Lascelles. If you're telling me Jamal Lascelles and Matty Longstaff, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's Matty or Sean Longstaff, one of them. The, that Longstaff was uh, it was the older one. It was the older one. I think it's Matty. No, Sean. 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 It's Sean. It's Sean. It's Sean. Right, Sean Longstaff and Lascelles are going against Paris Saint-Germain and cooking like, Yo, <laughs> that is crazy. Someone on Twitter was saying, Lascelles is going to go on Filthy Fellas and that's going to be his episode. <laughs> Talk about how he clapped up in Bathé. Yo, that is crazy. That is crazy. Nah, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's even mad, bro. Like, you look
0: at look at the scorers in the game. It was it? It was... Almeron, Dan burn. burn, Dan Burn, bro. People, the second the second this picture was drawn, people were cooking Dan Burn, Dembele, saying,
1: Dan him, burn. Get, burn. him
0: against Dembele. him against him against Mbappe, and gets he nothing. Nothing. And, he, and they did nothing, and
1: he went and scored. Yo, bro, do you nah, know what like, I mean? <laughs> I saw it's I saw burn. on Twitter I saw on Twitter. So I was like, um, if I told you Mbappe and Dan Burn were going to be on the same pitch and one of them was going to score, who do you think it would be? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> It's actually crazy, man. But that uh, first, first to Newcastle, man. Only, only, only one more, one more game that we didn't talk about. I don't know if you watched it, but um, Villa Brighton. Do you watch that game? Villa Brighton. Nah, I didn't manage to catch uh, it. Villa dismantled them, man. Villa really? absolutely dismantled them. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No,
0: it was a, it was a mad scoreline. To be fair,
1: Great. Right. I think it was six-one or five-one. Yeah. Ollie Watkins got the call up to the England squad today. It mm. deserved to be fair. He's been on good form the last few weeks, but. He really did it against um, against Brighton. He got like three goals and assist, I think. Yeah. Like, maybe on four, assist. I'm not sure. But really, that really good. Yeah. Brighton, the thing with Brighton is they always have this thing, like I've said this for ages, like under because of the way he is. I think we said in the last episode, like he concedes a lot of chances. Like, and he, they're defensively not the best. And they and the thing is, they had a moment at like 2-1 or 3-1, I think. Or was it 2-0 or 3-0? I can't remember. They had a moment where I think they scored... And they were kind of a bit more in control of the game, mm. but I think after that it just got away from them. Like they conceded again, then they conceded again. Just kept coming like again and again. It just, I know it was too much for them. But but well, Villa Villa, shout out to Villa man, well done to them. They're they're doing better than I thought they were. Not gonna lie. And um, yeah, yeah, no, Bright, Brighton. I think even lost today actually. Oh no, they drew. They drew two two today. Yeah, yeah, but they were down to nil. So I don't know. It's gonna be an interesting season, man. Very interesting season.
0: Yeah, obviously that's a that's a interesting result because Villa and Brighton were probably like, people were having them in their predictions around similar places um, Yeah, and yeah that's that's a huge result for Villa obviously it's a massive swing and I don't know, I feel like it kind of comes as we as we were saying, it kind of comes with Zerbi because he believes in his ideas so much like he's not going to change, it's how he wants to play, it's how he's going to play and he's going to live and die by that and to be fair, to an extent I can respect that but yeah. in terms of playing like in terms of winning the mo- if you want to win the most games
1: possible, you yeah. need to be like a bit you need to have a bit more pragmatism to your to your style. So I think I think it will always cap them at Europa League. Like I don't think they can become a Champions League team playing I, like think,
0: um, if I think okay,
1: if, if Champions League's top five, then yeah, but if, if it's yeah. top four, they can never be a top four team in my opinion, playing like this because the amount of goals they can see, like like no matter how good People thought Brighton were last season. Brighton finished below Man United last season. And people were cooking United for lots of last season, saying United are this, United are that. And they finished above Brighton. So it's like, I don't know. Personally, I don't really see it.
0: Yeah. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one for sure. But that's all we have time for on this week's episode. Um, appreciate you guys for listening. And uh that's all for this week. Until next week, we're out.